Welcome back. I am here with James for Fit for Birth. Welcome to Becoming Parents podcast. We're doing this special series for women to do an assessment with Fit for Birth. And James, give us a brief intro on that. And we'll jump into this is our third episode. Episode one is the sort of talk and and a chance for each listener to take in, well, what are my goals and what are my pains or needs so that I can apply this assessment, which is part two, the segment segment that we just finished. Um, I can apply this assessment to myself now in a more practical way or in a way that makes sense and is meaningful to me. Part three that we're going to do is going to be four now, midsection. And we'll ju- basically, we're just going to do a few exercises. Doesn't not even going to be very, very big. Maybe we'll do three things. I don't know. We'll, we'll see something like that. And then segment four and five will be lower body and then and then upper body just to give everyone a sense, all listeners, a sense of where we've been and where we're going, right? So shall we begin right into some core stuff? Yeah. Okay. So lay down on your back. And this is one, I'm just going to for, like obviously, Jen, this is a bit for you specifically, but it's also a bit for all listeners because everyone's at different stages. Um, I suspect this one will be relatively easy for you. Bend your knees. Um, and I'd like you to start with diaphragmatic breathing. Now, at this point, you should know, and all listeners who've listened to sections one and two should know that inhale, filling the belly and ribs is where where we want to make our baseline breathing approach and then and then as you exhale you want to have a your tummy gets smaller so it's a gentle corset and that's it the truth is is that it would not be a bad idea for me to leave every listener here for the next three or four minutes just practicing this um i know jen that you've kind of got this down but it is very common if you feel at home like you have to think a lot about this. That's pretty normal. Jen is a singer, remember? And so these, these muscles come back very quickly for her, which is really a benefit for, for us to be able to show you uh, progressions here in this uh, you know special series that we're doing. Now, in order to make it more complex for you, Jen, and for everyone who wants to follow along with it, um, you're right now inhaling, filling the belly and ribs, and then exhaling in the, in the corset is is getting smaller, right? I often say, hug your baby on the exhale if you're pregnant. Oh, by the way, I'll say one more thing is that if you know that you have a diastasis, which is a separation of the abdominal wall, you still want to get a pretty full inhalation into the abdomen. Um, I won't take time to explain too much of the mechanics of how this works, but um, you, you like, let's put it this way, instead of inhaling 110%, inhale 95%. In other words, don't stretch the tummy beyond its capacity um, on the inhale. Just cur- just curve it gently a little bit. Uh, curve it meaning uh, just the 95%. So inhale, even you right now, Jen, it's not that big of a deal to inhale at 95% if you wanted to at this moment. And then your exhale can continue to be at what I'll call a gentle 100% exhale. 100% means the range of motion. It's how large the tummy gets on the inhale and then how small the tummy gets on the exhale. That is a range of motion. And if you have diastasis or separation of the abdominal wall, then you'll just minimize the inhale just slightly. Um, uh, Yeah, and again, I'll I'll sort of pause the explanations there for right now. Um, The point is this, the overall point is that you still need good function of of the underlying core 
in order to prevent any further diastasis and to set the foundation for healing diastasis. Um, and of course, I mentioned diastasis because that sort of is commonly the hot topic inside of pre and postnatal fitness. Really, diastasis is a symptom of a core that does not know how to work um, very well. And typically, it's either it's one of two issues: either the core is um, underactive or the core has been overactive. And that's where I'll end the discussion for now. Although I'm happy to answer questions for anyone who may have them. Um, as you inhale and exhale, go ahead and now start to lift a leg just barely off the floor. Now, your your knees are bent. And when I say just barely, I mean like I don't want anyone on camera even knowing that you're moving, right? So you might inhale to lift the leg, just barely one piece of paper. Or you might exhale to lift the leg. Remember, I don't care which style of breath you use right now. I just want you to use your breathing. I don't care wh when you breathe at the moment. And so, again, breathe to lift the leg and then breathe to lower the leg. And you're going to alternate. I don't know if I made that clear. So <laughs> your left side and then right side. Now, again, and I'm purposely using these times to just kind of talk about concepts in pre and postnatal fitness because... This is an exercise that most listeners out there will really have to spend some minutes doing the very first time. Now, obviously, if you listen to this a second, third, fourth, fifth time, um, this is going to become a very old exercise very fast. Like um, if for those of you who, for example, are starting a routine for the first time in a long time, you don't have a pre-existing routine, I will suggest that you can use this as an opportunity to do five minutes a day. So maybe you'll choose three of these exercises. The ones that you choose should be ones that are not too easy and not too difficult. So in other words, if it's too difficult, meaning you cannot do it with the right muscles, then you want to regress it to something you can get the right muscles on. And if it's too easy, then obviously make it a little harder so that you can progress, so that you can uh, learn how to take this into your real life and into greater fitness, if that's where you want to go. Now, Jen, how do you feel you're doing? Do you feel you have easy access over the inhale and the exhales coordinating to your ab to your leg lifts here, your alternating leg lifts? Yes, but I had to think about it. Okay, so even you had to think about it, the singer breather who did pretty good the moment uh, that we said shifted. And so that's it. Now, I'm not going to make this one any more complicated. That one for you, Jen, is not one that I think you would need to necessarily repeat. Let's move on to some others now. The next one is a side plank. Um, that means a side plank on your knees is what I'm going to have you do. So it means put your forearm on the floor, lay on your side, put your forearm on the floor, bend your knees, so that your feet are just kind of behind you and then lift your hips up off the lift your hips up off the floor. Now what I'll do is I'll start a timer for a minute just for those of you who want to follow along with me here. <laughs> but now how are we going to pass the time? You notice we're not really doing anything. So I'd like you to pass the time by surprise surprise. This is your midsection. This is your core routine. Inhale, fill the belly and ribs. And then exhale and corset or hug the baby. And you should see that your tummy is capable of moving. Technically appropriate breathing is not just tummy. It's not just sticking your tummy forward. Although I usually will say you can, you can um, overdo that right now while you're learning in the first few sessions. But in time, let's say next week, you want to start to focus more on inhaling into your ribs. And so perhaps, Jen, you want to start already thinking, how if I inhale, do my ribs expand? You've got 12 seconds left for this side. 
And that's it. It's a very simple exercise that doesn't require you to think about much. Now, if you do feel this in your upper trap, Jen, there's your timer right there. Let's switch to the other side. If you feel it in your upper trap, well, those are things we can start to talk about. Remember, the found, this, is, uh, this is our core routine, but we're going to start talking about the basics of upper body and lower body as we continue on. Timer is beginning now as you lift your hip up. So once again, your first, the first thing we need to focus on is how your core breathing works. Very simple. Inhale, fill your ribs and belly, and then exhale, course it around. And if, you, if you're at a place again next week or after a few sessions and you want to start to exhale with a little more range of motion, you can exhale longer for like five, four, three, two, one, and then inhale back into the ribs and belly. But remember, you can see my coaching is just coming back to the ribs and belly, coming back to the ribs and belly, coming back to the core breathing over and over again. This is corrective exercise for how to get the foundational inner unit core working well. If you do feel this in your left trap, Jim, then gently try not to by engaging the shoulder blades together a bit, which is your middle and lower trap. You can kind of pull your shoulder sort of quote unquote down your body away from your ear. Um, and if those things are actually, why don't you give feedback to the listeners? You have five seconds to go, by the way. I don't feel it in my trap. Great. Very little. There's your timer. Um, and when, I mean, it's hard to hold it for a minute. Focusing on breathing makes it easier. And when you said fill up your ribs, I was like, oh, that would be fun. So it, it gave me something to focus on. And I like yeah. the slow breathing out. It's like, a using the negative, you know, the, Great. Great. So that was helpful for me in doing it and holding it for a minute, because, um, you know, if you haven't done it, even though it's a side plank, a minute, when you said a minute, I was like, oh. but then it was over. So yeah, just that focus on your breathing and then the focus on the ribs, like opening more up and then the focus on doing the countdown more slowly that my brain liked that cool yeah so it gives you something to latch on to instead of yeah. just like oh what am i doing here so what i'd like you to do is we're going to make this more challenging now go ahead and do one more side plank i'll do it for 45 seconds this time but on your feet now there's a number of ways to make this more challenging yeah feet i don't even i don't know you may not make 30 45 seconds that's okay um i want you though jen to feel what it's like to have to now struggle through something a okay. little bit and and to see what happens to your breathing timer has begun as you've lifted up here so listeners at home can also go along with the 45 seconds it's really the same thing inhale into your ribs and then exhale five four three two one i'm going to add something for everyone here too technically you may remember that the I refer to the inner unit core as three parts, diaphragm on the top, pelvic floor at the bottom, and transverse abdominis on the sides. That was 25 seconds. That is I'll let, That was I'll, so I, <laughs> I tell you what, jump back into it for the last 10 seconds, if you can, same side, and just kind of, you, so you let down, you relaxed, and now you pull back up. You got seven seconds to go. And I'm going to, three seconds to... One, and I guess the question is, were you able to continue your breath? Yes. Even when it was stressful, very good. Yes. So that's a good exercise for you. And then what was getting tired? Um, My arm holding me okay. up, this was shaking. Okay, yeah, an arm is definitely a natural thing to be tired here. We wanna feel your obliques, which is your side muscles, like your, your ab muscles a bit. 
Okay. Um, and and so maybe focus on now. You, now you can see that we're starting to have many many things to focus on. Right. So maybe right. maybe give some focus there. Don't worry about the arm; that will come in time. The only thing I'd be concerned with you on the arm is if this starts to become an upper trap thing, we may want to spend more time on your knees at you know until you're strong enough to get to the to the to the onto your feet and to be able to do it with the right muscles. Does that make sense? Yeah, I didn't feel my traps, but I my arm just was shaking. That's fine. Oh, yeah. That's why I was focused there. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. So let's see what happens this time. Now I tell you what, before we begin, take one breath, just right where you are, just sort of hanging on the ground there. Inhale, fill the ribs, exhale, close and lift your pelvic floor as you corset. And so we're adding something on our core day here, our, our few exercises for core. Technically, this is the more advanced now breathing route. This is our full core breathing belly pump. This is a natural way to breathe. We're just reinforcing the body's natural mechanics. As you inhale, we already know, fill the belly and ribs. As you exhale, we were already talking about corseting, but now I'd like to talk about closing and lifting the front and rear sphincter of your pelvic floor. Many of you know Kegel exercises. The front sphincter is your vaginal or your urethral sphincters, the rear sphincter or your anal sphincters. They're circular muscles and you close them and you lift them. Those are two sort of uh, uh, directions I'm giving you there. Close and lift on the exhale is when we want to reinforce that. And then you can take that into your fitness later. So let's practice that now. 45 seconds up on the other side, lifting onto your feet. Timer's beginning. Inhale, fill the ribs and belly. Exhale, close and lift the pelvic floor as you corset, corset, corset. And then again, at your pace, of course, you can extend it for five seconds or whatever. You can extend it. Sometimes we do these holds for 30 seconds and more. You have 25 seconds to go if you're counting along with me. This is where you let down last time, Jen, just so you know, in case you want to balance. I don't know if you feel stronger on this side. 15 seconds to go. Inhaling, filling the belly and ribs, exhaling as you close and lift the pelvic floor. Usually I like to say close and lift the pelvic floor to exhale. Corset to exhale, both of those at the same time. Close and lift pelvic floor and corset to exhale. And there's the timer ringing and you rest. I was more stubborn this time. It wasn't easier. <laughs> I was just more stubborn. But that um, made it much more challenging. Like I'm very familiar with Kegels and I am very familiar with all of that. So that it was, it was another step. That step made it much more difficult for me. Like I, it gave me something to think about, but it also made the, the posture, the position more challenging. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So again, the complexity is I'm asking you to use muscles that um, you have to think about and yeah. thinking about something. They say the human mind can only learn one new thing at a time. And I'm already giving you now, you know, like today we've, are, we're, as we're filming these, this third segment now, we're already talking about inhaling into your ribs as well as pelvic floor, as well as the corset, as well as get your trap off, as well as some glutes and different exercises. And so, yeah, it's okay. This is where we've got to pick the one thing that's most important as the foundation. And that's going to be the version of breathing that you're at. For most of us out there, this is your first time listening, it's going to be inhale, fill the real belly and ribs. Don't even worry about the exhaling. I don't even introduce exhaling for most clients um, until the second and third week of training. So after they've had a few sessions. I have a question about that though. 
if yeah. I'm sitting at my desk and I'm taking a moment to check in with myself and make sure I'm diaphragm breathing so I'm not wasting my 25,000 opportunities, couldn't I do that then while I'm sitting? Oh, 100%. This is actually, so right now we're doing exercise and I'd like you to reinforce strong core mechanics, good functional core mechanics during our exercises. And then at the end of our session, I should invite you to try to remember to do that periodically throughout the day, just when yeah. you're sitting in the desk, et cetera, because it will really, really, really make a difference when I, you know, see you for the next session in a couple of days from now, I can literally tell whether you've thought about it or not, because the moment I say to do it, I will see that you'll either much better, or it's kind of like relearning it again. Like we never even went over it, you know? Right. Because if I, that, that part of it, even sitting here trying to do it, it takes more thought process. So it's not as natural to me to exhale and pull in the, those Kegel muscles, pull them up the Kegel muscles. So I can do Kegels on my own and I can do the breathing on my own, but when you combine them, it becomes yeah. something different for me. So no. I would think that if I practiced doing it while I was sitting and it became more familiar and common, then doing it in exercise would be more familiar and common. That, that's right. And imagine what happens now when you go to take the, um, your 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 infant's child safety seat out of the center of the back seat and you are leaning forward in a in a precarious sort of position having to pick up a big thing right and you can think of this with groceries or anything really um and you're doing it how well do you think your core breathing and your pelvic floor and your corset muscles are working to hold your midsection to your glutes to strengthen from your hips instead of your lower back and stuff like that. How well do you think that's working for most people? Well, the answer is it's not. And that's why we no. have so many aches and pains. I hold my breath. So I can already tell you one of the things that I do incorrectly in those situations, because like I have grandkids. So when I actually get them out, I know I'm holding my breath. Yeah. Now, the reason why we, we all hold our breath at at times, or we should actually, it's called Valsalva, and it's actually a, a power lifting technique when you're lifting thousands of pounds over your head, right? As an example. So it's actually good body mechanics for your body to say, oh my gosh, this is so heavy. I need to use my breath hold because again, stable parts is more important or is more strong than moving parts. And when I ask you to breathe through an exercise, I'm asking you to bring moving parts. Here's the problem. The problem is that most of us are holding our breaths when we just go to tie our shoe. Yeah. Tying our shoe is something that's so non, it's not a one rep max activity, but if your <laughs> brain, if your brain thinks I need to hold my breath for, to tie my shoe, you're in real trouble because that's just going downhill for the rest of your life. If you keep practicing that your brain now thinks I have to hold my breath to do everything. And here's the deal. If you're holding your breath, doing the car seat activity thing, try to activate that core musculature while breathing through it and try to use that to push your boundary so that you have a new one rep max, one that's actually of Olympic value as, as opposed to one that's just activity of daily life. You don't want any of your activity of daily life to be perceived as a one rep max by your brain. Awesome. That was a great conversation. <laughs> great now i we could do one more exercise for your midsection um 
and I think probably we should actually just to give a little more of a so let me have you lay down on your back nah yeah okay let's do it let's do it lay down on your back the reason I'm I'm questioning is because if you're in your third month of um trimester I wouldn't necessarily start you with this one so this is for those of you who have uh, bellies who are pregnant, who have bellies that are, let's just say, first trimester and be careful after that. Now, um, and then everyone else can do this, of course, too. Bend your knees into your chest and just kind of hold them there. And what I'd like you to do is, this is your starting and ending position. And what I'd like you to do is inhale, fill your belly. And it's always the same thing now. Do your core breathing. Inhale, fill your belly and ribs. As you exhale, I'd like you to curl, use your abdomen to curl your hips up, which means that your knees will come toward your chin. So it'll sort of be, now this is the first time I'm telling you when to breathe. So you'll sort of exhale, that's it. You'll sort of exhale, this is called a reverse crunch. <clears throat> you'll exhale as your knees come toward your chin, and then you inhale to go back and rest. Now don't be in a hurry to do it, just kind of move at your own pace. If you feel this in your lower abdomen, your abdomen in general would be great. Your lower abdomen, wow, even better. Now, I, I did wanna bring this up because there are times when it is actually more appropriate to breathe a certain way. I would encourage you to feel it for your body as a general rule. This is one of those times when you're sort of compressing your midsection, right? So as you compress your midsection here, we want to, make your midsection smaller as you curl it. So this is the first time that your spine's actually moving. Now, why don't you, Jen, do this? Hold on to something above you there, the uh, right on the floor, if you can. Turn yourself sideways a little bit, yeah. You're gonna leverage yourself, which means that you can actually kind of use your your arms to, to participate in this exercise. And this can, this is sometimes very helpful for people and sometimes unnecessary. Um, if you feel more in your abs, then great. Um, yes, it's probably like helpful. You what? I like it better. You like it better with your hands holding. Okay, great. Some of you out there who are listening who don't have anything like a bed or strong something to hold on to, you can put your hands down at your side too. Why don't you try that, Jen, and give your feedback. Hands at your side and you're sort of pressing them into the floor. I don't, in the end, many, let's talk many weeks from now, I don't want you to have to use anything. I want your abs to be so strong that you can manipulate without your arms having to hold on to anything. But that's that's usually months and years for people. So do you, which one do you like better, holding on behind or pressing down on the floor right now? I think if you're starting out holding behind, but for me, I like pressing on the floor because I don't need a lot. I just need a little leverage to get my spine to move enough. Okay. Um, and I do, I felt like that was a lot better. I felt it a lot more in my abs. So I oh. think progressively, you know, holding something and then, yeah. Okay. Now for everyone, and then we'll close off. This is a reverse crunch. Again, the reason why if you're pregnant in the third trimester not to do that one is the truth is, is that if you have a well-functioning core, you, you theoretically could, could do that. However, most of us don't. And so introducing something like that in the third trimester just doesn't, it's not necessary. Go work on core breathing and, and get other sorts of core work in. Um, and of course, there's many more exercises than just these. But 
Uh, did you feel that in your abdomen, Jen? Oh yeah. Like, did you feel like, oh, okay, good. So, so, so you, you said that the reason why I wanted to give that is because I wanted your listeners to have something that would really tire them. Um, that is a good functional exercise. Um, that is a, you notice that that's moving your spine. It's not just holding your spine, right? So it's not isometric the way that a plank is the side plank that we just did. It's our first actually movement movement exercise. And so if you're going to go into a fitness environment, it's important to know how to move your spine, not just hold your spine still. You've got to breathe while you're holding your spine still, and you've got to breathe while you're moving your spine. And so with that, I think we can close off. Is there any final takeaways you want to suggest for um, that, that, you know, your experience here for midsection? The same thing as before, um, your, when you inhale and when you exhale may not be what you think it's going to be. I feel like we're kind of conditioned. Holding the plank would have been easy for me to just hold my breath as long as I could, and then everything would shake and I would fall, right? But focusing on breathing actually helps the time pass. And I love that there are increments of difficulty in the, like the plank was a good example of that. You can use your knees or then your feet, which was much more difficult for me. And then the levels of breathing. So you have a lot that you can, do i can see that that would take kind of a long time to get through before you were just like oh i can hold myself up for five minutes with my feet and you know use my kegel muscle all at the same time so i, I loved that yeah. i loved how much difficulty was in there great great so that's us then focusing on the midsection and specifically the core which there's inner and outer core. We did a little bit of both. Um, and for every section, no matter what, like we're gonna move on to lower and upper body now. And guess what? We're still gonna be using our inner core breathing while we do lower body and while we do upper body. 